us after a week away from drama time due to the shenanigans of PreachCon 2022, which is now completed. It is in the record books. I'm sorry to have left you for an entire week, but it has been worth it with hundreds of you traveling to the wonderful Manchester in the not too hot. It's hotter again now. We seem to have found the perfect week where it wasn't boiling and desert-like to make this work but we did it we succeeded lots of pictures all over twitter and discords and things like that and videos of everything from karaoke to me being dressed as the mandible man thank you isaac for that something that i now have a year of revenge to work on in order to make that work <clears throat> and i will but not only that this week has been amazing with the 6.2 final fantasy live letter being an absolute we just finished watching it as we're recording this three Three and a half hours of pure, unadulterated content. And you can see how shiny I am. It's 34 degrees here right now. It is red hot. It is good. Karaoke was poggers. Yes, it was uh, a whole thing. We went to the casino. We went to a rock night out. <sighs> we did a lot of stuff. Alton Towers visits. The whole business with everybody. It was great. And I look forward to 2023 even more. We have looked at hiring a castle for us all to stay in, but apparently all the castles are too small to house us all. Hmm. Bit of a shame. Bit of a shame. But one rule that has been made abundantly clear is we can go nowhere where there is sunshine for fear. For fear of what uh, the sun might do to many of our precious audience here. It would be an absolute disaster if they were to be caught in open sunlight. They would melt or simply burst into flame the moment that the UV rays hit them. And they would be crisped, even if it meant we could all go to, like, um, a water park together or something along those lines and get a wonderful beer. But that is the nature of what it is. My boss, you were all out in the sun during PreachCon. You were all sat outside. You were all there. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, that's why you're not here. That's not why you're here today. You're here today to be regaled with stories of the weird and wonderful that happens in our wonderful online world with everybody with a different name to hide behind anonymity as to who is controlling that mouse and keyboard. And we celebrate that and we fear it with drama time as we head into our tales today, where somebody is claiming to be the potentially new king of drama. And also, as always, raise your gavels, live audience. Somebody has requested judgment. Somebody requests the judge and jury of the live audience bestow upon them their final judgment of whether they were incorrect were they mean were they nasty or is somebody else at fault and all those things so i think we'll start with that i think we'll start with dropping some judgment let's get it out of our systems so you guys can harass somebody anonymously anonymously uh oh god this is a there's a long story here hmm the king of drama has made a hell of a case okay <laughs> were we too harsh on him okay this looks like it's coming from the world of azeroth it's to be uh our names are gonna be in here let's have a look oh oh uh, there's no names here, Bex. I've got Officer, his brother. Does this need no names? And Gimpy. <laughs> I've got Gimpy. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> you just want to paste me some names. Um, yeah, I've got... Uh, 
I've got some descriptions, uh, but I've got no names unless there's a different version, like an edited version. But we're keeping Gimpy uh, regardless. So for now, I'll leave that blank while Bex has a look at what's going on. Until then, we will fill in the names with the blanks. <sighs> Here we go. Dear Preacher! The names are in... The oh, oh, you just didn't change the front bit. Okay, okay. Dear Preacher and all you fine, wonderful folks in the chat. Guilty. I come to you today with what will likely be my final ever drama time submission. You may remember me. I wrote you a story a very long time ago when I submitted a tale about the Gnome Roleplay Guild. Since then, I've played World of Warcraft for quite some time, and now I bring you a tale from the beginning of the Shadowlands. It involves a new member of our guild, a Pandaren warrior, Gimpy. And the thing that you need to know about Gimpy... He could not complete Torghast level 2. Oh dear. I have felt bad about this entire experience that I'm about to share with you since that day. And I request the gavel. Was I an asshole here? I'm not sure. And I promise to you, the audience listening to this tale right now, I have tried my absolute best to give you a realistic account of what happened. Where I was nice, where I was not. And I will explain that my ego was at its absolute highest at this time. And since this moment, it has grounded me and I have chilled out in the game. Okay, claims a personal redemption story. Claims he doesn't need our guidance to get his redemption. After, of course, the smoldering wreckage of BFA, my small group of friends, my little guild, and I decided to reform our roster. Create the perfect social raiding guild. Oh, we need a, a name from our live audience. We need a guild name. We need a name for a perfect utopia of social raiding. That's what we need, and it's going to be the, the fighting mongooses, the jelly crew. The jellies. Yeah, I, I suspected this. <sighs> the, jelly, the jelly bellies. All right, we'll go with the jelly bellies. God damn it. The guild was called the jelly bellies. Our plan was to get a good group of pals together, friends that, who knew how to play the game, easily smash through heroic content, and probably do a few mythics too. The main goal was to do away with the normal trappings of raid guilds. Obsession with logs. None of that. Obsession with numbers. None of that. Strict, unnecessary rules. There'll be none of that. And of course, in such an environment, we will naturally be free of drama. We even went so far... Oh no. <laughs> we even went so far that we decided we will not have a raid leader. The plan? We'll just work it out together as a team. Now, as I'm sure you're realizing, this did not work. 
Didn't work very well at all. So, here we go. We're gearing up through Castle Nathria and found ourselves with some roster issues. We didn't have anyone actively recruiting because, hey, we're all just in it together, right, guys? So we decided to just pug lots and lots of players every raid night. After a few terrible, terrible raids following this process, we decided maybe I should do the recruiting and I should be in charge of that to get us some players. And the conversation went something like this between me, between the central members of the guild. <clears throat> How are we going to recruit people? May I suggest, take every single damage dealer you can find. It doesn't matter if they're bad. We can teach them how to play well. Have you guys even played this game before? What the fuck is that? That was the decision that your council came up with. A few of us had just killed Rathian in Mythic in Battle for Azeroth. And the levels of hubris were an all-time... Oh, you thought you were gods because you killed a Mythic boss? Yeah, I've seen that before. <laughs> oh, no. We're Mythic Raiders. There is nothing we cannot do, ladies and gentlemen. We found a mage, a rogue, and a hunter. All of them were lovely guys who had the same kind of goals as us. The best thing about all of them was that they were fairly quiet. One of the things we were trying to avoid as a guild were people who were loud and annoying on Discord. We believed that too many chefs spoiled the broth, so to speak. So we wanted a good, mild-mannered, chilled-out Discord. Ah. And with that, peace has been restored. We took them along to our first raid, and we had a much more successful raid night. One of them, named Porridge. Okay, here's our names. Got it. Porridge. One of them, Porridge, asked us if he could invite his brother to the guild. He explained that his brother was a warrior, but was very new to the game. He's very, very new, but he's a warrior. Of course. Of course we will. We'll take any DPS that exists. And it's okay that he's new. We will teach him. We will teach him. We're happy to help. And after all, a warrior is so easy to learn. So very easy. <laughs> so here comes Gimpy. A panda fury warrior. He came to our normal raid night. Seems alright at first. The main first problem was that Jelly Belly had a strict... No pandas policy? You an RP guild? What? They didn't say they're an RP guild, right? No panda policy? It was a semi-serious rule, and we gave him a lot of grief for being a panda. A separate note here, the Jelly Bellies also had a transmog policy. We had one officer who was the stylist of the guild who would inspect people at the beginning of raid. And if he thought their transmog was bad, he would make them go back to Oribos and change. 
Hmm. Hmm. Okay. Little weird. I would leave already, obviously. Who the fuck cares if someone's playing a panda? <laughs> you would have not liked ball fat and ugly. A lot of onesies. A lot of onesies going on. But Gimpy was okay. Gimpy's okay. He was very awkward on the chat and would constantly talk mid-fight talking about irrelevant things at crucial moments. <laughs> We'd finished normal by this point, so it was all okay. But I got the impression he was starting to annoy some of the guild members. He was so new. So very, very new. He was doing less DPS than everybody, no matter what the role. He died on every single fight, every single pull. Without fail, I would see them fat, furry ass cheeks lying on the ground. And worse than this, he would regularly fuck up the mechanics, making other people die. Every- oh, they're doing Zymox. Oh my god. <laughs> oh no. Every pull on Zymox, I would pray to the gods that he wouldn't get the portal. If he did, it was over. This was fine. It was to be expected. He was new after all. And we were here to help, ladies and gentlemen. We can be the helping hand he needs. We gave him some tips to help him out. And after Raid, he seemed frustrated. One of the first things his brother had made him do on installing World of Warcraft was install a damage meter, of course. <laughs> you can't play the game without it. If you're going to play World of Warcraft, you need a damage meter, right? It's impossible to even play the game without it. Before you even do your first quest, you need that damage meter. Even though he died every fight, even though he died every pull, even though he screwed up every mechanic, his only question coming out of his very first raid... Uh, uh, how do I do more damage? Okay, we're here to help. We can fix this. I had a look at his character. I told him that an important first step was to get a legendary item. Now, one thing I needed to explain going forward is that whenever I gave him advice... The feedback that Gimpy gave me was like he didn't really believe me, like I was lying. How do I do more damage? Get a legendary item. Okay. Sure. Okay. <laughs> Whatever. A legendary item. Yeah, sure. <laughs> or rather, he seemed to suspect that I was somehow tricking him. When I told him to get his Lego, he was like, oh, okay. It was only when the other raid officers and Porridge said exactly the same thing that he was like, oh, okay, maybe, and decided to go to Torgas to begin the process. Our next raid night was the day after, and we were beginning to go through Heroic. Gimpy asked, can, can I join the raid? And I had to say no. Sorry, mate, this is Heroic now. As soon as you gear up a bit and get your legendary, you're more than welcome to join us. You can come to normal, though, because we just smashed through that. Oh, okay. He understood and told me that he was going to do Torghast while we raided. Perfect. But then he came on Discord while we were raiding. And began to do running commentary of his Torghast run. 
<laughs> hey guys. So uh, I just picked up this uh, crit power. Yeah, pretty good. And uh, I'm just going down the corridor now. And uh, oh, elite. Gonna take it down. 90%. 50%. Hurt me a little bit. Gonna drop back and heal. Alright. He made jokes while we were mid-pull. And there was an awkward tension building. Why don't you tell him to shut the fuck up? I tried my best to laugh it off. And eventually after five bosses, <laughs> one of our quietest raid members blurted out, Can you please shut the fuck up? Sorry. Am I, am I distracting you? Yes! We're progressing! He didn't reply. He left Discord and continued his tour gas run. You should just tell someone straight away. It's not that hard. You don't wait five bosses to, until somebody snaps, right? We've talked about this as a community. If something's a problem, you just say, hey, can you be quiet? We're progressing. We'll talk to you later. That's it. Done. After the raid, he came back on Discord. And I tried to ease the tension. How did that tour gas run go? No good. Oh, really? What level are you up to then? Two. <laughs> now, if I do remember right, Torghast was a little harder back then. Especially if you were undergeared. So I kind of felt bad that he'd been there for four hours and was still on level two. I asked him, how many anime powers have you got? Oh, no. I haven't got a legendary. No, I know you haven't got a legendary. How many anima powers have you got? Well, anima powers. Um. So I explained what I meant. Oh, I didn't click them. They look scary. <laughs> I tried to explain that the whole point of Torghast. Not wrong, they do look like they'd explode. If you didn't know what they were, you would think they would explode. I tried to explain that you have to collect as many as you can to go through the tower so that you get mega powerful. I honestly, I think he did have a few, but under five as he was at the last boss. I told him, hey, start again if you can't kill the boss, pick up every bit of anima and power you can find, and he disappeared off Discord. Whilst me and my officer pal, Kasia, did Mythic. Mythic Plus. We found it very funny that he was struggling, but also understood he's a newbie. He doesn't know about anima powers. He doesn't know what Torghast is. So, uh, but he then came back. He came back with the same problem. Level 2 Torghast final boss. He told us it was impossible. It's impossible to defeat. Can you stream your Discord for us? Uh, okay. Which he did. Me and Kasir, we're going to figure out that maybe the boss was bugged. This is, you know, maybe he's running into some issue we're not aware of. But we'll get to the bottom of this. We're going to help our boy Gimpy out. We're going to help Gimpy out. Let's see what the problem is. Now, Preacher and your audience, Gimpy the Panda, had managed to obtain, by the time he had reached the final boss of level 2 Torghast, four anima powers. Gimpy, I said a little frustrated, where are all the anima powers? I, I couldn't get them. He called back. 
It was literally the one piece of advice I gave him to do this. I was so confused how he had missed so many. Okay, I said. You have some lives less, so let's fight the boss. Me and Kassir will give you some advice to help you out. Now, to put this in perspective, I can't remember all the Torghast bosses because I avoided, like, the plague, obviously. But it was the big slimy boy. Okay, I know. I personally know this boss. This is the boss that just splits into other pieces and you weigh, weigh it down. And there we watched as Gimpy stared at the slime. And Gimpy pranced forward and began the boss engagement. As he started to play, me and Kassir realized how bad he was. He was using default UI, which is understandable for a new player. But of course, there was no key bindings to speak of. Instead, he was clicking each of his spells. But that wasn't all. He decided to spread his spells out across different bars. And was press- Oh, sweet Jesus, fuck. <laughs> he was pressing the little arrow to scroll between the bars. Oh, that's gross. That's disgusting. That's actually disgusting. Honestly, it was kind of amazing to watch. He would click a spell, then scroll to a new bar, click another spell, and then scroll back to the other bar. Now, I don't think this is my fault, or Cassia's fault, but we both started laughing our fucking asses off on Discord. I know it's mean! I know it's mean, but... If somebody stabs you with a pin, you probably yelp out in pain. It was uncontrollable. There was nothing we could do. The slime, of course, quickly dispatched our friend Gimpy, and we were left with one final chance. This time, we prepared our fledgling raider for the task at hand. We went into his spellbook with him and added vital spells to his bars, such as Execute, Execute, Bloodthirst. I don't play Warrior, but I took a look online for a vague rotation and tried to give him some tips. He didn't like this. He exclaimed that he knows his rotation. He's not an idiot. I just kind of said, okay, sure. And we continued. He had just enough anima in his repertoire to buy another power from the vendor, so we gave him that, and then it was time to go again. He did better. He did do better. He used Bloodthirst. He used his new spells, and he got to around 50% of the fight before he died. And as that poor, fuzzy-assed panda fell to the floor, the Taragru came walking, and his Torghast run was over. After this, I gave him a little bit more advice based on what we'd seen, to help him out, to get, make him get better. I told him about keybinding. But again, he seemed like I was trying to trick him. Mistrustful about what I was saying. So I streamed my Discord to show him, yes, we all use it. Okay, he said. All right. He thanked me for all the advice. I felt like we were starting to get through to him. The next heroic night on reset day, I got a message from Gimpy. And I, uh, come to the raid. Um inspected his character 
No legendary. No more items than the last time I checked him. Uh, have you fixed your bars and keybinds? No. I play better with clicking. Don't want to do what you do. <sighs> I'm sorry, dude. Like, it's, you've not changed anything since last week. You need some better gear, and then you can come with us. You need to get your legendary. All right. I see how it is. Gimpy logged off and disappeared for the game for some time. Was I mean? Now the truth is, Preach and the chat, Gimpy the panda, he didn't fit. As much as we tried to accommodate him and as much as we thought we had the patience to teach him, the truth is it was too much. No one's got that amount of time. The open invite thing our guild was doing ended up being a disaster. And sometime in the midst of all that mess, Gimpy left the guild and went his own way. Nobody was sad to see him go. The other guild members didn't like Gimpy at all. And as much as I tried to be accommodating, it just didn't work out. I find myself sat here writing this to you, wondering if I could have done something better. I had a mission, I had a goal. But I was thinking about doing harder content. Not teaching someone how to do Torghast level 2. <laughs> but one day... One day... I decide... I'm going to see... How Gimpy is doing. So I go to Raider.io... To see what Gimpy's up to now. If there is a lesson that I could share with you, it's this. Gimpy, the panda... Has Keystone Master. He has a head of the curve... And I ended up getting in contact with him. Congratulating him on his achievements. But he told me that he didn't want to raid or do Mythic Plus anymore. And that he just liked collecting mounts. I instantly forgot how many mounts he'd collected. But it was ridiculously high. He was really enjoying collecting mounts. I can't remember all of our conversation. But at one point he said this. I hated your guild. I didn't like anyone. Every single one of them were assholes to me, except you. I felt pretty bad considering he was, he was, and still is the running joke of the guild. And I admit I had laughed along with the rest of them. So I come to you all now, Mike, audience. Was I an asshole? Could I have done more to help him? Judge me. Even though I feel a bit bad about the whole thing, I will never forget that derpy panda dying in Torghast over and over again. Thanks, dear Preach in the chat. I've loved being a part of drama time over the last few years. And I thank you for the stories. No, you're not an arsehole. Innocent. No. No. You were naive is the word. Not an arsehole. Naive. You were naive... You, went, you you thought you were the king of the mountain. And unfortunately, that was not to be the case. He wasn't ready yet. What's the first... Oh, many of you won't remember this. <laughs> if I have people believe me, but okay. Look, all I'm saying is... There was a time 
where I used to go into dungeons early in my YouTube days and announce that I was here filming stuff for guides. And I stopped that very, very quickly. What I did discover is that when people want to get better, they will ask. They will ask you questions. They will ask. And then perhaps you can get somewhere. You can't force being good on people because that is not going to work. Uh, and plus, Gimpy's shit anyway, so... <laughs> Real and true. It took me years to not to be not to, not to be good. It was to be nice here at the end. What the fuck? I mean, he, he had too much too too quickly, right? Innocent. We're going innocent, right? Am I the new king of drama times? All right, what game are we in? Preacher. I bring to you and your viewers the tale of the most recent guild master who was the worst. Now, when I say that, I don't mean he was a thief or anything. No, no, no. This is just the story of a terrible, terrible human being. This is the story of Sazed Copper Mind. Oh, Jesus Christ. What are we in for? <laughs> Unlucky. <laughs> Mr. Sazed Copper Mind, thank you for your support. The story begins after my wife and I left our former guild just before the season 3 patch for a variety of reasons. And we're hunting around for a new guild to join. Now, of course, we had to decide what sort of guild we're looking for. So I assume we're in WoW here. We enjoy playing together, but since my wife often has to travel for work, we knew we couldn't realistically, realistically try and get into a mythic roster. And being parents of four children, we also didn't want to get into anything that would take too much time away from our kids or run super late into the night and ruin our mornings getting the kids off to school. Okay, a couple that seems to have some wisdom... Knowing their limitations, alright. It's also important to note, while I have been playing World of Warcraft since vanilla, my wife has been playing for less than a year, which is important, only because it was the reason we were very close to another guild on Zul'jin. My wife, being a perfectionist, insisted throughout Season 3 of running uh, SOD, the Sanctum, as many times as possible on any difficulty to master her class and spec in real practiced environments. We would run it over and over again, even being loot locked. This led to her regularly running with a guild on our server that needed an extra healer and establishing a relationship with their GM, Mr. Dunthus. Hmm. Okay. My wife became one of the most skilled priests I'd ever known. While I played a monk, filling whatever role for raids that was needed for that particular group, though going brewmaster for M+, as tanking is what I prefer. She's a gamer. It's all right. Wife's a gamer. What we decided then, ultimately, was that we wanted a curve guild and to snag our Keystone Master each season. Since my wife travels so much, we would make sure to get her a few options each week from plus 15 keys to make sure she's geared up. While I usually unlocked far more vaults with the extra playtime while she was away. Nothing crazy, but and well below our skill cap. Okay. They're looking for a curve guild that does heroic. They're looking for a heroic guild and to do their Keystone Master. Simple goals with enough to work on. While we interviewed around various guilds, another friend of ours from our previous guild made us an offer. Sazed Copper Mind came to us and said, 
Hey guys, what do you think? I've got an inactive guild on the server. I could guild master it. You could be the raid leader. Okay. We were dubious. We did know, says Coppermind. He had played a Havoc Demon Hunter in our previous guild. Never impressed with anyone anyone with his passes. Average Demon Hunter. Generally wasn't particularly, like, friendly with us. But my wife was growing tired of the guild search and interviews and didn't want to serve a transfer if we didn't have to. So we finally just figured we can give it a try. What's the worst that could happen? If it doesn't work out, we can go somewhere else. So? Oh, what's this guild called? This clearly doomed guild. We need a toxic guild name. <laughs> go for it. <laughs> go for it, live audience. We need a toxic guild name that's not the Jelly Bellies or Jelly-related in any way. That's what we need. <laughs> the Jellyless. The Chaos Crawlers. Mm. Switch that. The Hippos. The, ces the Cesspool sounds good. We'll go with the cesspool. Oh, God. I just scrolled like half the story. What? Return. Mm. Oh, God. Hold on. Hold. I scrolled like the entire document. What? It's fine. To my surprise, we grew fairly quickly, forming a pretty skilled core of raiders. After doing a week or two of normal Sanctum of Domination, we moved on to Heroic and began progression there. We had the usual hiccups of most guilds on Holondrus taking a, oh so you mean the other raid on the Holondrus taking a couple they mean Sepulchre taking a couple of raid nights to beat Anduin taking three or four nights but steady progress was being made all good all thumbs up however this revealed the first problem that we were going to have with Mister Sazed Copper Mind you see he decided not to play his Demon Hunter in season three instead he was going to be a bear tank and he was. By far, the worst player I've ever tanked with across all the time I've played WoW in nearly 15 years. When I say terrible, keep in mind, I consider tanking on most heroic level encounters pretty much AFK work. Most of the things going on are healers and DPS, and on most fights, tanks are relegated to positioning and swapping on taunts. Let's take Rygalon, for example. There are only two things for tanks to really have to do. Swapping after a corrupted strike, and then in phase two, soak the damage from the orbs while popping a defensive. If done correctly, no tank will ever get two stacks of corrupted strikes any time. We wiped. Over and over and over again. Taunt. Coppermine taunt. I ended up typing in caps lock in slash say, for the love of God, taunt, as I would have regularly seven to eight stacks of corrupted strikes before falling over dead. I honestly thought he was just AFK. I thought he would just get into position and just kind of fuck off. It wasn't the only fights that things like that would happen, but it was getting to be too much when he not only wouldn't do his basic jobs, but he just wouldn't respond when you were asking him questions or asking him to do things. During the orb soak, he would just die again and again. Are you using defensives? Sometimes he just didn't reply to me. When he did, he would just say, yeah. But then just fall over dead when the orb exploded. I just didn't understand. What the fuck is going on? Finally, I just decided I would tell him what he needed to do. 
just to get us past this easy fight that I've killed already. Save your shield wall or survival instincts for the orbs. You have two charges, so you'll always have one when it's your turn. Oh, okay. Well, that didn't fix the problem. It didn't fix the problem of not being able to taunt when I asked him to, so I dug into what was going on. What the fuck is happening? Unfortunately, Kasei's copper mind became the poison. The worst thing for any raid. He decided that his job working at a sandwich shop wasn't good enough for him to provide for his young son as a single... Oh, no. <laughs> oh, my fucking God. Please never do this. What's his... Okay. Uh... Okay. We've got a single dad with a young son. Isaac called it already. He's not earning enough working at a sandwich shop to provide. So what's the much more stable, much more reliable career path to go on from scratch? And that would be a Twitch streamer. He's going to give up his job and become a Twitch streamer. Because as we all know, as soon as you install OBS, someone just donates a hundred thousand pounds and you're set for life that's how it works this wouldn't have been a problem but of course now we could see his screen now he was being recorded and what we found out is the reason that he wasn't replying to us or doing anything is because he wasn't watching his screen and he wasn't even hearing us. He was just talking to his one chat member the whole time we were raiding and just ignoring what was going on. He wasn't a great tank to begin with and this turned him into somewhere below, I don't know, roadkill as an effective meat shield. <laughs> now that's me. <laughs> To make things worse, he would become frustrated with bosses not dying as, he, <laughs> as quickly as they should have. And in order to, I don't know, maybe be the alpha on a Twitch stream, fully recommend this. He would cause wipes and then scream at us. Come on, guys. What the hell? Mechanics, am I right? Why don't you focus up? I'm streaming. People can see how you guys are all wiping. But everybody knew. And everybody could see that he was the fuck up. And it ran in direct conflict with my raid leading style. If I noted someone was well below passing, I didn't rant on Discord. I would message them privately and offer to help. We'd pull up the logs of high-performing players of the same spec and compare cast priorities, check rotations, usual nerd shit. When we collectively failed, I'd ask openly, what am I not seeing? Is there somebody in the raid who can see something that's wrong that I'm not seeing from where I am? Where are we making the mistakes? And that usually led to someone saying, oh, we missed a soak back here. Or, well, sure, we'll get it next time. I know what the problem was. This led to questions from raiders starting to come to me. Questions like, um, can we get a different tank? Like, maybe, why don't we just make him go DPS and somebody else can tank? Something like that. So, ultimately, I decided it was time for 
the come to Jesus talk with says copper mind. So I message him. Alright, mate. Up. Look, um, look, I know your stream is important to you, but it's becoming a problem with the way you're playing during raids. I really have to minis minim uh, to insist if you're if you're gonna stream during raids that you minimize the chat at least so you can focus on what's going on, especially during progression. Otherwise, I'm just gonna have to ask you not to stream at all during our raid progress. He agreed. Okay. Hmm. And the next raid. The next raid went better, at least for a little while. The whole time, we're also raiding with our friends on a different server, and they're making progress in Heroic as well. Now, the thing you have to know about that guild on the other server, and it's GM Dunthus, is that she's the nicest person. Like, disgustingly nice. Like, the kind of nice that makes you feel like a bad person because you only rescued a child from a building building that day. I mean, that's great, but you're still not as nice a person as Dunthus is. It's gross, honestly. She's so nice, it actually makes me a little uncomfortable. <laughs> but one day... <clears throat> My wife... Oh, God, is he a creeper? Oh, copper mine, please. Well, he has got a stream now, so every girl should be on her knees constantly. My wife turned to me from her computer and said, Uh... Can you get in this conversation with me and Dunthus? I did, and I was horrified to find that Dunthus in considerable duress. Like, super upset. The story would unfold that I'd seen her and Coppermine flirting a little. They had, in fact, started a small online romance. At least the flirting had gone on for a couple of weeks, but Dunthus had decided it wasn't the best or healthiest thing for her and called it off. I didn't blame her, as apparently as soon as they started discussing it... One of Say's... <laughs> I didn't blame her. As apparently as soon as they'd started discussing an online relationship, one of Sazed Coppermine's earliest questions was how would you like to be mother to my son? How would that sit with you? Wow. I mean... <laughs> red flag! <laughs> That's the red flag! Uh, uh. Apparently, this had made Dunthus uneasy. <laughs> and <laughs> what bothered her wasn't the romantic part of the relationship was ending, as much as how he'd responded to it. When she had told him, bear in mind this had been two weeks of online flirting, that she wasn't into it, his response to the breakup, if we can even call it that. I cannot believe you would do this to my son. Followed up with, and we had the screenshots. You finally have someone treating you nice. I can't believe you would say that this isn't good for you. He's a nice guy. I didn't notice that. We didn't notice he was a nice guy, did we? Now we know. Now we know. He's definitely a nice guy. We're sorted, guys. We're square. You get the idea. He was trying to guilt and manipulate her back into the relationship, which she had no intention of doing. And it was constant, to the point that she didn't want to log into the game anymore and dreaded raid nights. She was at a breaking point, so asked if I could have a word with Copper Mind 
to get him to back off. <sighs> well. All right. I'm going in. I decided that the best approach for this would be to lay it out plainly. Be frank. Be blunt and to the point. Oh, I took my stance. <clears throat> All right, dude. I get that these things can get emotional, but you need to leave Dunthus alone. It's becoming a real problem, and you need to give her space and not try and pursue her in a romantic way anymore. Of course, uh, our boy Copper Mine didn't know I had all the screenshots. And his response was, Who the fuck is Dunfus, mate? Oh, uh, yeah, mate. Yeah, it didn't happen, so I just left her alone entirely. Not spoke to her since, you know what I mean, mate? I haven't done fucking nothing, me, mate. Nah, mate. Nah. You know what it was? She was minging and all, you know what I mean? In fact, I dumped her. Yeah, I did. Yeah, I dumped her, mate. Yeah, fucking, as soon as I saw her face and that, I was like, Eh, your rank, and just left her alone. Yeah, know what I mean? Wouldn't touch you with, a, like, a dog stick, mate. Not going near it. Well, when I heard that from him, I just decided, all right, whatever. Let it go. Hoping, of course, it would really stop. To my surprise, he did. For a bit. So I started to know I had a big problem. Our guild master, Mr. Say's Copper Mind, is a fucking douchebag. He's a shitter at the game. And I stopped being comfortable inviting any women to the guild because of his behavior. I know I know I should probably just left, but like an idiot, I hoped things would get better. I hoped things would get better. Shortly after all this, Say's Copper Mine pulls us together. Tells us he's going through a hard time. He tells us he was an alcoholic. And he was trying to give up the drink. Knowing how hard that can be, my wife and I went out and spent 600 US dollars buying, cooking, freezing, and shipping him a whole shit ton of food for him and his son. That's really, really nice of you. It wasn't a lot, but it's more than I'd ever done for an online friend before. And we figured at least we wouldn't have to worry about the son who was in the middle of all this while he was struggling with detoxing. Hey, they care about the kid. It's about the kid. There's a kid involved. But then Say's Copper Mine sort of disappeared. It's still looking to raid nights and fell back into his old streaming habits. Still raged at raid members when we wiped, but was largely absent from the guild otherwise. We were friends on the battle swag, so I could see what he was actually doing. He was playing in the EU. Apparently, he decided to enhance his streaming career. <laughs> and a couple of the viewers he had, he had brought on were EU viewers. So he started playing over there to play with what he described as his community. A lot. Like, a lot, a lot. 12 hours a day sometimes playing on the EU servers. And one evening, one of the members commented that we'd been abandoned by our own guildmaster. <laughs> oh yeah, you remember when I went and played in the US all day and abandoned everybody? Do you remember that? Me neither. It was time for yet another fucking talk. Say's <sighs> copper mind. 
I explained that he'd taken on a couple of big things, being a GM and being a streamer. Individually, they were fine, but now that we were coming into conflict, can you bring some priority back to our North American guild and not make the guild feel abandoned? Okay. And he did start logging in a little more on the other side of the pond, bringing several of his EU friends to play with us. Oh, of course. I wasn't particularly excited about this, and at one point, Dunthus had messaged me saying, Are you watching Say's Coppermine stream? No. I barely ever look at it after I first saw what he was doing. He's a shit streamer and a shit player. <laughs> oh my god, Dunthus said. Excuse me. He's literally falling out of his chair, laughing and joking about assault? Are we safe here, Bex? Assault? What the fuck, I asked, being dumbfounded. Have I never found the topic of assault to be of huge comedic value? Yeah. I had to turn it off. It was so bad. Like, not funny at all. Just gross. Just laughing about female assault. What a douche. So I didn't particularly want the people from his stream joining us in North America, as apparently that was the kind of stream he was cultivating. Ah, he's attracted the Twitch dregs. The lost and the hopeless, the abandoned Twitch viewers, banned from everywhere. Yeah, he is. he has summoned the band. The collection of the band. Not welcome in any stream. That's what he's done, and now he's playing up to them. Please never do this. I beg, if you're going to stream, please never do this. It's not nice to know, but there is indeed a sewage system on Twitch of people who are not welcome anywhere, and they will find you. And if you let them, they will start to change you. But what could I do? Then it happened. Nautilus at Resto Druid in our guild jumped into Discord with me one night. Can I talk to you about something, she asked. Of course, I told her. Now let me explain. Nautilus, Nautilus is a healer. So outside of raids, we rarely ever grouped up. Mostly because my wife was also a healer. And a lot of the keys we ran were with each other. Nautilus is also like to push 20 plus keys, which I didn't have a lot of interest in. So we just never had a tight relationship. We never had any reason to not like each other. We just weren't close. But I knew we shared something in common. I volunteer to help children in crisis in my community find safety and recovery. She works with helping families suffering from drug addiction. What is this guild? The fuck is this guild? Everybody has so much empathy. I've never seen a guild like this in my life. It's like multiple, multiple carers and unbelievable. We've both seen some pretty awful shit in these fields. But we have a lot of compassion for people and kids in pain. So she told me. Something happened the other night I'm not really comfortable with. She went on to explain that she had been in a group with Say's Copper Mind, as will happen. His son was pissing about and his son at the time was four. If he hit this kid, I'm not reading this story. Fuck that. Now, being a dad, I knew it was frustrating if you're a key and your kid jumps in ten times a minute saying, Daddy, Daddy, can we play together? Can we play a game? Can we do something? Uh, and sometimes you just want to yell, five minutes, five minutes, but you don't. You ask them to be patient while you finish your key and then log out to do whatever. Again, it can be frustrating. And apparently, Say's Cup of My Son had started pulling his shirt out of his wardrobe and making a mess in the room. 
Saved, saved the copper mine, lost his mind, and screamed at him. But his mic was still on. But he used a lot of curse words. Oh, what a dick. To make matters worse, I found out. Says had started relying on his new EU girlfriend to babysit his son while he streamed and played WoW. What? Oh my god, this guy is going on the chopping block. What I didn't say there was that his new EU girlfriend moved to America. He set up a Zoom call between her and his son so she could watch him play while he played. This fucking guy. This fucking guy. <sighs> now, Nautilus was not having any of this. But didn't feel like she could talk to Sazed about it because he clearly is a maniac. Would I do it? Well, remember what happened to Dunthus before? Yeah, it happened again in the same response. I don't want to log in anymore. The game just causes me anxiety thinking he might whisper me. I'd had enough. And my wife and I decide we should start looking for a new guild. I did, out of obligation, have to address the language and the story that happened with Sazed. If nothing else, out of concern for the child. Wasn't me, mate. Didn't do it. Don't know what you're talking about. Was, of course, the response. This was followed by him trying to play... <laughs> oh, my God. This was followed by him trying to play the nice dad card. Immediately after our conversation of him denying anything happened that people saw uh, heard on the microphone, he flooded Discord with pictures of him and his son in happy times, proving that he was the best dad of all time. That's a normal thing to do. That's very normal. Mm-hmm. That's very normal. <laughs> yeah, like, proven. Point proven. And then, just as I was about to quietly say my goodbyes and G-quit, Sazed Copper Mine logged in. I received a message in the pink. We have a problem. Oh? I asked. He then said this to me. I don't know if you've noticed. Things have been getting pretty toxic around here lately. My community isn't being welcomed like they should. And now people are being mean to me. I'm the guild master, and I'm not getting any respect. I'm going to call a guild meeting. He scheduled a meeting for Sunday night, and I made a decision. I wasn't going to let him get away with it, and people needed to know that this guy could not be trusted. So Sunday rolls up. And at the meeting... I let Coppermine go on for about half an hour about the toxic environment. He then put on display for us that as his big plans for season four. He had decided, given his now dedicated time to gaming being a streamer, he was going to compete in the MDI trials. <laughs> and then he asked if I had anything to add, as I, of course, was the official raid leader. And thankfully, I had prepared a speech. And it went a little something like this. <clears throat> so on this toxic stuff, I think we have to acknowledge 
is the most toxic person in the guild is you, Zazed. You are a shit tank. You're yelling at the raid, yelling at your kid, and your harassment and manipulation of every woman you come across. I won't invite women to the guild because I know you're going to harass them. You're literally the worst human being. You're awful, and you're creating a cesspool guild. I'm not going to be a part of it. I don't think anyone of any quality should. And you should take your little guild and shove it up your ass. Dunthus, by the way, and I remind you all, the nicest person in the world, chimed in after me saying, I don't want anyone from your guild in our raids ever again. Sazed, you are a real piece of shit. Several others had their say until Sazed asked, with his voice actually cracking. Does, does, does anyone want to say anything about sticking around? Giving, giving me another chance? No one replied. When no one said anything, he asked to speak with me privately. Said I should have the respect to discuss it privately with him. In front of everyone, I said, I have no respect for you. I was done with him lying, manipulating and deflecting while I went through a G-quit on all 12 of my characters. We left and decided to join up with Dunthus, along with several other members of the raid group on the different server. I would hear the next day that Coppermind went into Discord to ask a clique of guys if any of them wanted to take over the guild, and he would go back to being just a member. No one wanted it. They told him they were already leaving, they just hadn't moved yet. By the following day, Coppermine had unfriended every person on his battle tag, even people not in the guild, and deleted every VOD from his stream. Now, I lay this story down before the illustrious court for your judgment. I don't think we need judgment. <laughs> I don't seek a ruling on my behavior. I know what I was guilty of. I should have been more proactive in following up and making sure he wasn't uh, going after more women in the community. I should have been more outspoken about my views of his neglect of his son. No, you should have got rid of him. And you don't know. <laughs> no, this is incorrect. This is incorrect. You make him go away. He's the problem. He's the problem. Not how you dealt with it. I mean, that is wrong. <laughs> it's not his fault. You, you need to, yeah. Just don't worry about trying to fix it. You're not trying to fix this situation. In a lot of ways, I helped enable him. I don't think that either. You tried your own way. And failed in my job as an officer to ensure our members were safe. I carry that guilt and apologized over and over to those in the community who were hurt. A preacher, I know you may say it would have been better to go with my original plan and just gone away. Mm, not you leave, him leave. I would have asked him to go. Uh, but I disagree. He couldn't be left unscathed to continue where he was. Yeah, you leaving doesn't fix anything either. It had to be stopped. And in the light of the day, everyone could decide for themselves to stay or leave. So I ask you this. <laughs> Is this possibly the worst GM on drama time? Eh... Uh... I know others have earned the title before with their racism and such, but I would argue Say's preying on women, abuse, and general neglect of his son earning the crown of the most guilty ever. Thanks for reading my story, and I thank you for all the hours of drama time. He's definitely up there. He's not the king. I recall a story uh, many years ago of somebody who was worse than this, who had two kids, but they were older, like 15 or something, and that guy was a fucking absolute maniac. I think he smashed up the PCs and they ended up throwing something around. But he's definitely up there. He's in the high court. He's in the high court. I don't think he's the number one. 
I'd have to go back and check the archives. Not that I particularly want to from uh, from all those years ago. I can't remember what year we told that story, but there's a f he's a douche. He's a turbo douche for sure. What a jerk face. But don't blame yourself. At least you felt you were. You should t you should take comfort in the fact that everyone felt okay with coming to you, who did not want to deal with this bellend. That's a good place to be. Everyone who came to you. Like, they could trust you, they could rely on you to deal with it, and you did deal with it. How many people do you know who get asked to have a word with somebody, and they don't? Right? They just don't say a fucking thing. It doesn't happen, you know what I mean? So take some comfort in that. Take some comfort in that, but yeah, there you go. <laughs> a lot of people like that. <clears throat> yeah, I'll talk to him and just hope it goes away. You're a good dude. You're a good dude. What I would have tried to do is move everybody away. I would certainly have not had it privately convers- uh yeah if someone was doing this to people in the guild i would have dealt with it in a different way you used to do an end of year drama time awards i don't remember them off well enough after we tell the story unfortunately but it's time to go and see my dog that does bring us to the end of drama time for this wonderful stream today what a massive massive day it has been we will have a stream probably on sunday i can't see any reason not uh, but so sunday morning probably not super early tomorrow i'm gonna have my day to myself to game and chill out but we should be back on Sunday. All right. Should be good. And we have, it'll at least be Sunday evening because we have Jesse's wedding and the big party night here at FF14. It is Jesse's party on Sunday. So we will be visiting. I think I have to make an alt to get over there. So I'll have to do that at some point. All right. It's been an amazing day. I think it's been a long, what are we on, like nine hours since we've been streaming today. But it's been awesome. So I'm going to take my leave. I'm going to go and enjoy my time with my puppy. And I'll see you Sunday. Bye, everybody. Uh, it's gonna be a good one. Uh, I've been provided several stories by a good lady Bex. In fact, four stories have been put placed in front of me and we'll kick off with this interesting one uh, That is I promise I promise I'm not lying I'm not lying Which instantly suggests that you are a liar and there will be one name from this. As always, our names for Drama Time are from our website supporters who aid us every single month in keeping these shows going and uh, all the research and things that's going on in the backgrounds for some big videos that are coming out to you very shortly. And our name will be Sandman Slims. Somebody who uh, several people at BreachCon will now be very au fait with, having drank with him and partied with him in many ways. So, Bex has selected Sandman Slims to be a part of this story. Uh, <clears throat> yes, we love the Sandman. We love the Sandman. And curiously enough, as a little side note of Mr. Sandman Slims, he has requested that I build his brand new PC. And we will be doing that in the future. And I have some leeway on what will be inside that pc uh <laughs> so i will be constructing his brand new me machine and he has given me some flexibility on what will be in it so that should be fun we'll be looking forward to doing that <laughs> alcohol cooling yeah we'll see we'll see remind actually i need to talk to nups about that later uh but uh, yes we will be doing that will there be a microwave egg i don't know i don't know i have free reign i have free reign Okay, <clears throat> I promise I'm not lying. Let's get into today's story. Hello, Preacher, the lovely Bex, and of course, your wonderful, wonderful live chat audience. Before I weave you this tale, tale of fail, a tale of fail, I would like to establish that I know something 
Very important. I am guilty. <laughs> he knows. I am guilty of being a massive asshole. So drop the gavels now. I am not looking for judgment from the court. I am indeed guilty. But I should share with you my tale of guilt. I come to you today with a story from actually very recently. It was the beautiful morning of July 31st, 2022. We have a specific date. You're probably aware that Daddy Blizzard had had deigned to grant us a boon of a whopping 50% extra XP gains from all sources until August 2nd for those of us who did not abuse XP potions. Thank you. As such, some friends and I wanted to take advantage of it. (sighs) Every time. I decided to revisit the first class I ever played in World of Warcraft, a Beast Mastery Hunter. Over the course of the next few days, we had leveled quite quickly given the buff, and within three days we had reached the Shadowlands. An important thing to note for this tale is that I work third shift, and due to that I am often online when most of the rest of the world is asleep. So third shift is midnight till 8am, correct? I believe I'm correct on that. I've never really done like that third shift, second shift, first shift thing. But third shift is midnight till 8. 10 till 6. It's 10 a.m. 10 p.m. till 6 a.m. Okay. And due to that, um, I'm often I'm often online when most of the rest of the world is asleep. Such was the case in this instance. I had reached the Shadowlands a day early and decided to give myself a day off in between to prevent burnouts from leveling as any sane human being would. So it was that on the morning of July 31st, 2022, I queued up for my new character's first ever Shadowlands normal leveling dungeon. The wait to enter was shorter than I expected. Being a DPS player at the arse crack of dawn, but who was I to, exp- who was I to complain? I was getting what I wanted. And when I zoned in, the group I had been matched with seemed okay at first. Mostly level 58s and a 59, and myself a lowly level 51 BM hunter. Our tank, a blood death knight. Our healer, a resto druid. As for DPS, it was me on my BM hunter, a fury warrior, and Sandman Slims, a destruction warlock. I wasn't worried. Why would I be? A leveling dungeon? The group was mostly questing gear, but that was fine. I'm bothered that you inspected everybody on zoning into a leveling dungeon. Really? <laughs> you inspected everybody in a leveling dungeon? <laughs> this was a normal plague fall, after all. What could possibly go wrong? I never expect perfection in a pug leveling group. Especially considering the XP buff and everyone playing probably brand new characters that they had little experience with. I was expecting from sign up at least once, at least to get one player who had never even seen the dungeon before. That wasn't a problem though. Again, it's just a normal Plaguefall dungeon. In my mind, any mistakes made by potentially new players were recoverable because we were guaranteed to have at least a couple of seasoned players to help out. And immediately, the tank starts off pulling the first three packs on the right. Right then, I started to get worried. Not because this pull was unreasonable. Or because I didn't think we couldn't handle it. I was worried 
because the level 59 blood death knight who was tanking our run didn't seem to know what death strike was to compound that fear the resto druid with this simple pull who was our healer couldn't keep up with the damage the tank was taking eventually this stopped despite the tank taking scary scary damage and the healer struggling to keep him alive we made it through our first trash pull of course being a world of warcraft player i glanced down at my dps meter simply curious as to what had taken the mob so long to die and caused so much stress on our tank hidden healer and it was then that i noticed i not only was the top dps but it was by a long long way it was by a wider margin than should have been realistically possible for a simple trash pack in a wow dungeon the fury warrior was in second a fair bit lower and there at the very very bottom of that meter below both the tank and the healer who had been spam healing whipping out a whopping unstoppable 200 dps was sandman slims hmm i thought to myself maybe he wasn't ready for the first pull maybe he was sorting out pets or something maybe it was a fluke he probably just didn't contribute but i was wrong the tank continued pull at a pace it was clear that neither he nor the healer could handle and as a result we proceeded to have several deaths on the trash between the first and the second boss and this is where it really started to hit the fan once we had regrouped at the bottom of the entrance stairs to the second boss room the tank ran through the pack of trash on the left platform and immediately pulled the boss with all the trash still alive Within about a minute, I was the only one left alive. The boss only had about 10% health remaining. And of course, playing a hunter, I thought, I can do this. I can fucking do this. But then I had a horrible realization. My defensives, gone. My self-healing was on cooldown and I was at about 20% health myself. The boss had just jumped to another platform with trash on it. And I died. It's just 2% left on the boss. We released. I started to run back. An important side note here is that during the combat with the boss, I didn't see a combat res go off. Now, I know what you're probably thinking, you elitist jerk. <laughs> you're a hunter. Why didn't you use a battle res pet? The sad and frankly embarrassing answer is that I didn't have one. I never thought I would need one for leveling dungeons, and I had just tamed two Loch Nahaks, the spirit beast cat from the Shalazar Basin, and wanted to show them off. They were glam pets. I hadn't really fleshed out my utility just yet. We, of course, had two other classes in the run who could battle res, so I asked the million-dollar question that would unleash the shit show that was to come. He doesn't know that. He's just started playing Hunter. He doesn't know that. Uh, did we use both the battle reses there? Immediately, Sandman Slims responded. What do you mean? He said. 
I was getting frustrated at this point with the amount of deaths and time this little normal dungeon was taking us. Replied not with compassion, not with knowledge, but with the three dots of shame. Dot, dot, dot. Thinking that both he and the druid could be new players and not know what I meant, I said, <clears throat> B-res equals battle res. You can use rebirth and soul stone to resurrect somebody while we're fighting. Did you use them all? And they have a DK as well. There's actually a third one. <laughs> the druid, the death knight, and the warrior, as they had the whole run, remained silent. But Sandman Slims did not remain silent. Soulstone doesn't even work that way, mate. You can't use it on dead players. Besides, I already Soulstone the healer at the start of the dungeon. Um... It absolutely can be used on a dead player as a res. Sandman Slims then proceeded to explain to me that Soulstone has a 10 minute cooldown. Can't be cast on the tank as a battle res for two reasons, he stated. First, because he had, as he had stated earlier, earlier, he'd already used it on the healer at the start of the dungeon and it had a cooldown. It had definitely been beyond 10 minutes at this point, and we had numerous deaths. The second reason is you can't cast it on dead players. Now, those of you who've ever played a Warlock at any point in the last 11 years will know that Sandman Slims is a fucking idiot. Soulstone has been a battle res for a very, very long time, and I 100% knew that. But while this conversation was going on, our tank gave what we could only describe in the world as zero shits and pulled the boss again. I argued with him yet again while this was happening. Please, please do not put your soul stone on the healer preemptively. Save it in case someone gets killed and you can use it. The 10 minute cooldown, mate. 10 minutes. It doesn't even work the way you're saying, you noob. You don't even play a warlock. You as a hunter. Again, I tried. It does. It really does. And it's worth a 10 minute CD to prevent a wipe in a shitty leveling dungeon. But he continued to argue with me until after the second boss went down. I decided I would try and help him. I would educate this person. I would do for him what others had done for me in the past. I was kind and I said, Hey, hey, Sandman Slims, bro. Can you link me the spell? Thinking to myself that there had to be some reason, some explanation as to why he refused to understand how Soulstone works. And he did so, much to my chagrin. Motherfucker, Soulstone the spell does not mention in the spell text directly that it can be used as a combat res. <laughs> I knew it could, but I had no way of proving my point. So I did what any season player would do. I'll tell you what. Humor me. Next time someone dies in one of your groups, just try it. And I promise, I promise, you'll be pleasantly surprised when you see what happens. But he fired back immediately. 
using the power of law. You know how I know you is lying, mate? Because a soul stone stores the soul. Doesn't bring the soul back to life. But hey, if you don't believe me, why don't you roll a warlock yourself and figure out? My only recourse at this point was to say, I promise you, dude. I promise you I'm not lying. But he continued. <sighs> I promise I tried, mate. If it was updated, it must have been in like the last two days. That's why I'm like confident. You know what I mean? I explained to him that I had several warlocks soul stone to res myself and others in dungeons and raids just in the last two months. He got quiet for a bit at this point. After clearing the third boss, I'm making our way through for the trash for the final boss. Sandman Slims, who himself had died yet again, was running back from the entrance. Sorry, mate. Lag. But hey, then again, the soul stone was on the healer, so yeah. I was livid. I'd had enough of this absolute fucking dumbass and how smug he was now being while also being wrong. Call it my inner geek, but this confident incorrectness was driving me mad. So I got toxic. I think what you meant to say was, you're a bad player. He asked me why I was being so unpleasant. And asked if he had offended me or if it was personal. Having not been able to see him on the meter literally the entire run, I blurted out, I mean, you're doing less than 200 DPS on some trash. And I'll be honest with you, I find less than 200 DPS offensive. And when you don't listen to something that I know is right, it kind of shows that you're bad. We finished the run. He made another snide comment about the soul stone being on the healer as it had been the whole run. And how useful he had been by preventing any other wipes that may have occurred by doing this. I left the dungeon, promptly put him on ignore and sat at my desk. After a minute or two though, I thought... I'm not done. I need to prove I'm right. I couldn't let it go. I sat there thinking about it and I couldn't get it go. I turned to Google for help. Literally the first result in my search was an article from 2011 when Soulstone became able to battle res people and it proved me correct. So I unignored him. And I sent him a message in the pink. For your viewing pleasure. I said full of glee and righteous fury. His response shocked me a bit. Mate, if this is true though, why can't I use it in battlegrounds or arenas? It was at this point I realized what was happening and why he refused to listen to reason. This man was unaware that abilities with a cooldown of 10 minutes or longer were disabled in some areas of the game. I explained that to him and then realized just how deep the rabbit hole went. He said he had been gaming since roughly Cataclysm. He told me that he had just been putting Soulstone on healers at the start of every single dungeon since Cataclysm 
because they may have a battle res. He didn't understand that battle res wasn't a thing that all healers didn't have. So I took a breath and tried to let my rage swell. I spent the next couple of minutes breaking down for him that only three classes in the entire game have battle reds. <laughs> the hilarious part about this is that you are incorrect, Arthur. <laughs> and now we as a community over here at Preach Gaming are now going to be very smug about it. <laughs> now we're going to be very, very smug about the whole thing. Uh, okay, the list according to our author of the three classes that have battle res. Druids, Warlocks, and Beast Mastery Hunters with the appropriate pet. Mm. Wrong. <laughs> Wrong. Wrong. Shamans don't have battle res. They have self-resurrect. It's not the same thing. <laughs> Shaking my head. Can anyone Google this for our author? We must reply. <sighs> okay, either way. We ended up having a longer conversation and I apologized to him. I wasn't just being a dick because I wanted to be a dick. It was infuriating to me that not only did he not know, but I had refused to accept my knowledge. Even with a pinch of salt, just to try it out for himself. We left the conversation cordially and went our separate ways. I will never forget this day. And it, had all been a har it will be a harrowing tale to all my friends about the time I met a warlock who'd been playing the game for most of its history and still didn't know what the fuck to do. Thank you for reading, and I hope you get some joy from my pain. Keep up the good work, you legends. We will, we will. I might want to double check uh, some of your sources, that's all. Not guilty. <clears throat> Read your tooltips. Read your tooltips. Read your tooltips. <laughs> if the author's here right now, he's like that. Fuck. <laughs> Fuck. Oh, Jesus. A big old meat pie. Get in here. Brown discharge. <laughs> he was a very polite person in pub in uh, reality, surprisingly. And fartles. Oh, we've really got all the quality names in here today. Fartles. Brown discharge and fartles. Wonderful. That's wonderful. Uh, my only MMO drama. Okay. What's the last story about a funeral home? Oh, God. We might have to do all four stories today. My family's not waiting for me. Maybe we could do all four. Uh, what MMO? I don't know. My only MMO drama. Mistress Yummy, Big Old Meat Pie, Brown Discharge, and Fartles. Thank you, of course. And to our wonderful live audience. That would be four stories. We have four stories in front of us. Uh, we need a guild name. We need a guild name, ladies and gentlemen. A guild name. Ah. Can we, um, get that? Munkahum, the horny chads, the ginger dwarf, the thunder cunts. I think ginger dwarfs is better. The ginger dwarfs. Yeah. We'll go with the ginger dwarfs. Okay. <clears throat> Hello, preacher man in your wonderful chat. I've been a long time listener and I have to admit, I've been kind of jealous of all the shenanigans people seem to have gotten into here. And here I am playing MMOs all my life and I'm drama three. Perhaps I just naturally dodge all these crazy bastards like the plague. Not really. I do too. I haven't had any major MMO drama, but we know it goes on. 
I'm thankful for this, really. Of course, of course, that was until on one particular drive home, I was reminded of my first MMO and the absolutely batshit insane drama that happened there. Now, you and your chat might be thinking, if it's so insane, how could you possibly forget it? To say that is it was 19 years ago. I was a sophomore in high school or grade 10. Americans, help me. What is this? I was a sophomore in high school or grade 10 for my friends across the Atlantic. Help, I need a number. What age is that? Team America, what's that? 15, 16 years old. Okay. <laughs> that year held a lot of firsts for me. First MMO, first major move, first time going to a new school. Just a lot of craziness that I guess I just pushed uh, the stupid parts deep into my brain to forget about. That is until I found your drama time videos. So without further delay, let me regale you with a tale that destroyed a marriage. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. I thought this was going to be quite a relaxing, but now we're destroying a marriage. All right. Now, the astute among your chat will know that 19 years ago is, in fact, 2003. And this predates World of Warcraft. So what game could I refer referencing to then? All right, guesses. Where are we? We're 2003 MMOs. What are we thinking? I'm not lying when I tell you that my very, very first MMO... Oh, you guys nailed it in a second. Good quality joke. Good quality players. The game that got me hooked was on console. And not just any console in 2003, it was the beautiful, perfect, majestic PlayStation 2. And the game was a PS2 exclusive. EverQuest Online Adventures. Mmm. Mmm. EverQuest Online Adventures. Now, if you've ever owned one... <laughs> oh my god, someone else played that game. I'm not the only one. Oh god, I've forgotten that existed. I wasn't the only one. EverQuest Online Adventures. Alright, for those of us who don't know, including myself, what the fuck is EverQuest Online Adventures? And what does it look like? Let's check. Uh, this video is titled, EverQuest Online Adventures Lives On. Alright. Let's take a quick look here. Make sure I've got my shit set up so I don't reveal the drama story. Okay. Great area of MMOs known oh, as private servers. Goodbye. I want to give a quick no word sound. back to the days of early online gaming. Oh, it's hard to picture off. games on the PlayStation 2 having uh, the capabilities of online. Alright, for our audio players. listeners, sure enough, uh, obviously it's 20, 2003 on PS2. Console. It's One very empty. Uh, but it doesn't look One that bad, actually. It seems to have some interesting cutscenes and stuff. And dying with the PlayStation 2 when its server mm, shuts down right. on March 29, 2012. It's basic. I can't see any spells or abilities. Miranda shouts, This mob will try to seduce you. Fondly remembered by so are they line of sight? Over the years, with many uh, like cutscene, cutscene. Where's combat? Easier to set up Was that combat? Way. Numbers showed that the game at its peak only had around 50,000 subscribers, which was a modest number. I don't know. Uh, it, it looks old. Let's put it that way. It, it looks like an old basic MMO. It looks a bit like uh, the, older, the older FF. <clears throat> okay. <clears throat> now, if you've ever owned one, you might be forgiven for thinking that there's no way to connect the PS2 to the internet, because indeed there was. It was this weird box-shaped thing that you plugged into the back to give you a network card on the back of your PS2. Yes, a lot of them have it. So if you're if playing an MMO on a PS2 sounds like hell to you or your audience, I assure you it is way worse than you could imagine. 
See, where I lived in BFE, Tennessee. Americans, help me. Help me. BFE, BFE, Tennessee in 2003, there was only one kind of internet available. Bumfuck. Middle of nowhere. Is that what it is? Bumfuck Egypt? Very far away. Where's Bumfuck Egypt come from? That's a new one on me. I've never heard that before. Um, I'll note it for the future. Buttfuck Egypt. Hmm. Uh, the older members of your chat should start to hear whining and droning in their ears right now because, of course, I played this PS2 MMO on dial-up internet. Also, how I convinced my mother to pay for an EQOA sub, EverQuest Online Adventures sub, and dial-up internet, I'll never know. But she moved us there, so maybe she just felt bad I had no close friends. Oh. Now, as this is my first MMO, you can imagine my shock at the utter scope of the world and the insane number of choices I had before me. I, of course, as any good new gamer would, I started a badass, giant-looking human character and set about killing all manner of wolves and spiders in this land's frozen north. It was there, teaming up with a random shaman. I was called something that filled me with so much pride. I was positively brimming from ear to ear. This random guy called me a tank. <laughs> I didn't know that that meant something to the game, but it made me feel like my character must look badass. <laughs> you fucking tank, mate. That cancer is a tank, brother. Of course, my noobishness wouldn't last. I learned about the Holy Trinity. I learned about how to use skills. I created tons of alts and tested various abilities. I probably had something like 10, 10 level 5 tunes as XP was very slow in that game. I got proficient at chatting with the controller. <laughs> and set up auto commands using the in-game macro thing. Phrases letting whatever groups I got into know that I didn't have a PS2 keyboard. There was a PS2 keyboard? No way. Was there really? PlayStation 2 keyboard. And mouse. Oh, it's just, yeah, I mean, it's just a normal keyboard. How did it connect? Quick glances. Let's have a look at this. Uh, oh, this is something you can buy like a refurbished version of. Images. Oh, this looks like it. Oh, you can buy it on eBay. There it is. The Netplay Controller. The Sony PlayStation 2 official Logitech Netplay Controller new gamepad keyboard. And it, it came with, like, wings. It's like a really, really big PSP. <laughs> the keyboard in the middle of it. 60 large for that bad boy. 60 large. <clears throat> that is a big controller. That's what that is. <clears throat> so eventually... Oh, okay. <clears throat> I got there. I did not have the keyboard and mouse. And this went on for some time as I learned the game. I was in heaven. Bliss. This style of game was everything I ever wanted. So eventually, I wanted a max level character, of course. So I printed out a map, as in-game there was no map. <laughs> so the community made their own text-based map to say that if you're in this zone, you go north to that zone or east to that zone. And found out that I wanted to make a true character in the land of the Wood Elves. There's something charming about that era of gaming, isn't there? There's something charming about printing out your map. And, and Anybody ever made a map so big you had to sellotape different pieces of sheets of paper together to get the full map together? I had to do that back in the day. Why? I can't remember. 
But uh, I made me a wood elf. We did it for Resident Evil 1. Me and Emma did it. We did maps of the uh, mansion so we could remember which doors had locked and which ones were open and which bits we'd missed, shit like that. Uh, but I made me a wood elf ranger, and that is where I got my first online guild. So in the elven village on the outskirts, there is a massive beehive with a massive queen bee that spawns every 20 minutes or so. People would be sure to kill her as she was higher level than the surrounding mobs, and you got to get that XP. That is where I met my first real friend in game, Mistress Yummy. She was a druid and came out of nowhere in her wolf form to heal me when I was about to die. She saved me, and furthermore, she stuck around. Even though she was probably 10 levels higher and gaining no experience, she stuck around and chatted while me and a few others waited to continually farm the bee. A true brofrist was made that day. Now, at some point, I noticed she was in a guild. But I gotta confess, I just met a girl gamer online. <laughs> and my 14-year-old brain said I could never, ever leave her side again. <laughs> And so I asked her, Hey, since you're so cool, I bet the people in your guild are, killed to, are cool too. Can I join? I don't know, she replied. They're pretty strict about who they let in. I can ask for you when one of the leaders gets on, but it could be a few days. I thanked her and sent a re friend request to which she accepted. And I felt overjoyed, overjoyed that I was in fact now officially friends with a girl. <laughs> so fast forward a few days or so, and I hadn't heard anything about her guild. I was just doing my thing. Leveling stupidly slow because I hate grinding. If anyone knows anything about EQOA, quests were almost non-existent, so you just had to grind mobs and fill those bars. Either that or I'm a fucking idiot who didn't know where to get the quests. Maybe that's the truth. One day, however, Mistress Yummy logged in and, uh, and I asked her about the guild. She told me to wait again, and about 30 minutes later, I received my first ever guild invite. I think she probably just forgot to even bother asking about it. Truth. But it didn't matter. I was invited, invited to join a collective of other adventurers. People who could mentor and show me the ways of this vast land. And I was dumbfounded. So it took me a second to accept the invite, but here I was now, officially, a member of the Ginger Dwarves. As I got to know these people, I would log in more and more. And like most of us know, when you, when you find that gaming community you just click with, there is no better feeling. I lost sight of my lust for Mistress Yummy. She was old news. She was already a girlfriend of someone in the guild as well. Cheating bitch. <laughs> I added that. <laughs> because I had all these new people to talk to who were so damn nice. Not only nice, mind you, they were adults. I was gaming with adults. I was sophisticated. But then came the drama. It really does only involve the leadership. At the top of the guild, the man in charge, we had Brown Discharge, the Nordic warrior tank. And his partner, Big Ol' Meat Pie. Brown Discharge was our king, and Big Ol' Meat Pie was our queen. You can't call a girl Big Ol' Meat Pie. Like, I'm not trying to gender it. But there's just something incredibly offensive about calling a girl a big old meat pie. 
You know what I mean? I'm trying to keep it on an even keel, but... <laughs> really sophisticated. Double standards. <laughs> it's just... It's the image it conjures. Right? It's the image it conjures. is just not fair. <clears throat> Brown Discharge was our king and Big Ol' Meat Pie was our queen. I thought it was a bit strange at first, as I came from Freedom Land, and there are no kings and queens around here, but everyone called them by, they, by their titles when addressing them. You actually said King Brown Discharge and Queen Big Ol' Meat Pie. Maybe he's joined an RP guild, I don't know. Brown Discharge was cool as shit. He called me Lad. Lad. It felt so cool to be called a little nickname. Any question about the game or any tough beastie that needed deletion? I could call on any of them, but Brown Discharge was always quick to answer. And with one fell swoop of his max level character's axe, that beast was dead. Big old Meat Pie, who was also his healer, was always there too. They never parted. They played the part of king and queen beautifully. Now something strange, however, was afoot. You see, our illustrious big old meat pie was not, in fact, the real-life maiden of Brown Discharge. She was married to an officer of the guild named Fartles. Big old meat pie and Fartles, Bex, is how you worded this. Do you think you'd... There's two people at fault here. <clears throat> There's two people at fault. One is our website supporters who get their names into the stories and therefore get to choose the name that will eventually of course end in drama time and then there's bex who goes along with them as some sort of synergistic cooperation to make me read queen big old meat pie and her husband fartles right and that's not fair that's a pincer movement is what that is it's a pincer movement <clears throat> fartles was a real quiet guy who just focused on playing the game and grinding the rare times he got on. I often wondered why he wouldn't play the game with his wife as much as she was on. Oh, is he cooked? God damn it. She clearly liked the game and would later come to realize that it was because he wasn't a piece of shit. Uh-oh. Where is this going? He had adult things to do and his wife... Well, his wife was busy playing the game. And always waiting for her king to log on so they could be together. I later found out that our good king Brown Discharge lived in that Canada. Fartles and Big Old Meat Pie lived in the US. So nothing more than a bit of sticking to character. To help the people of the guild as kings and queens were supposed to help their subjects. But all of that changed when I became an officer. You see, I was so damn slow at leveling i played my ranger every day for five plus hours and it took me like eight months to hit level 40 eqoa had already released their first expansion by that time and the level cap was now 60 i mainly just sat in town helped lobies ran around i hated grinding but once i hit 40 the king messaged me in the pink ever thought about becoming an officer lad I mean, of course, I dreamt about it. I fantasized about it. I loved these people. I wanted to help with anything I could. No idea what officer would allow me to do, but damn, I wanted to be in, wanted to be an officer so bad. 
So I told him, of course, I'd love to be an officer. And so he told me that he talked to the other officers about it. And then about 20 minutes later, there was another whisper that went something like, <clears throat> I love you too, sexy. Sweet dreams, baby. Immediately followed by, my bad, lol. Uh, hmm. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> now, preacher, <laughs> I swear to you that knowing what I know now, I would have went straight to Fartles. I would have let him know that his wife was ERPing with a dude from Canada. But I didn't know what I know now. I was merely a boy. I was 13 years of age. And I stand here before you all and I tell you that honestly, I only thought at the time when I received that whisper was this. Man, they really do stick in character, even in whispers. <laughs> oh, you sweet, innocent child. Oh, you sweet, innocent child. <laughs> oh, the naivety. The day came when I got my officer rank. I remembered that we had held a guild meeting on some hill somewhere, and they gave me officer, and I felt like I had achieved something real. Of course, that would be the last night I logged in for about half a year or so. Because IRL drama hit first. Much like my adulterous king and big old meat pie game, my stepdad was apparently cheating on my mother? Oh my god, what the fuck? She moved me here to live with him. So, of course, as soon as the revelations of the adultery came out, she moved us right back home to where there was no internet and no EverQuest Online adventures. I had no way to let the team know what had happened. To them, it re really looked like they gave me officer and I quit the game the same day. <laughs> Jesus Christ. But when I finally returned, oh boy, did things change, my friends. I was not a part of the Ginger Dwarves anymore. My friends list was full of guildies who were not online. There were about three out of the 30 or so I came to love. And of course, seeing me come online, I was spammed with messages. It got so bad, I had to set up a party with the three of them so they weren't typing over each other having the same conversation. One of them joined up, saw the other two and said, Nope, I can't be in a party with those traitors and left the party. In my now freshly 14 years of ancient wisdom, I thought, oh, it's like that, is it? Someone betrayed our king. Off with their head, mate. But of course, over the next few hours, I got the full tale. As you can probably imagine, Fartles had found out about his wife's ERP with the king. He kicked her out, and she apparently fled to Canada to live with the brown discharge. Fartles just carried on playing and st <laughs> Kind of a Chad move. Yeah. <laughs> Absolute mad lad. Falskus just was. Falskus just carried on playing and made his own guild, <clears throat> and gutted the ginger dwarves with most of the people in the guild going to his new guild. I felt like an absolute traitor being around these two. They were on Team Fartles. They had betrayed the crown. Oh God, you're still siding with the others. 
Of course, that was just a gut reaction to hearing about your hero actually being a piece of shit and coming to terms with that information. He knew she was married. We all did. We were all a family. But our king's dick, like many a king before him, brought his kingdom's downfall and ruined an IRL marriage. I couldn't log in after that. I joined Fartles' guild, but the community was different. Changed. Long gone were all my old friends. I couldn't be asked. I couldn't be asked to make that sort of connection with others whom I had never met. I wouldn't find that sort of camaraderie again until Wrath of the Lich King in World of Warcraft. But as I said, no drama. I simply stopped playing because I thought Cataclysm was shit. And I know that drama wasn't as juicy, but man, it was a blast writing it. I can't stop giggling at the utter horror I imagine Brown Discharge had when he messaged a 13-year-old boy that he was sexy and loved him. And what dangers I presented to the actual marriage if I had told Fartles the truth. I hope you and your audience have a great week. And I wish you all the best in life. To our brother, we wish him the best. To our brother, Fartles for Prime Minister. Fartles forever. Fartles for champion. I am going to stop there, ladies and gentlemen. I have a headache coming. I'm tired. We've been streaming all day. But we will, of course, get to our story of the funeral home at some other date. After playing Mortuary Assistant, you asked if people were actually doing stuff in funeral homes. Well, one of them wrote in, and thank you very much. There will be a stream over the weekend. It'll either be tomorrow or Sunday. I will tweet out when it's having. Feel better? I feel fine. It's just that we've been streaming for like eight and a half hours, and it's time for me to take a break of doing multiple voices and silly things all day. So I'm going to do that. I'm going to see my puppers and have a do- and see my doggy. All right, so be good. Be awesome. And I will see you all again either tomorrow, Sunday, or Monday. One of those days, right? But definitely at least by Monday. Be amazing, guys. And see you again. Bye-bye. The Curl Chaser. Is this shorthand for Pussy Pussy Chaser? What is this? All right. Our next tale is called The Curl Chaser and involves G-posing in some way. Oh, God. Oh, my God. I'm sure it's fine. (laughs) I'm sure it's fine. G, uh, I mean, I don't know why I instantly associate G-posing, which is just taking pictures with uh, degeneracy, I guess is the word I'm looking for here, right? Thank you so much, Weekry. Thank you very much, dude. Uh, like, so much degeneracy. It was not fine. Okay. <laughs> oh. Okay, getting aggressive with the audience, I see. Ahoy, preacher! And your lovely, not-at-all, unfairly judgmental court. I've recently been binging drama time while alone at my work on my long, quiet shifts, just trying to keep from boring myself to death. And I felt inspired to share the tale of my second major drama of my nearly four years of playing Final Fantasy XIV. Before we begin, you should know that I am the leader of my free company of some 50 members. Our company is set up where I and the three co-leaders actually share the same permission levels and responsibilities. And I'm only leader by virtue of my name being the one that appears on our company's profile. Three of the four of our leaders, including me, came with a handful of others from a different FC. Which has a little story to this day. is the second most disgusting drama I've ever experienced and being in the middle of all my time on the internet. But that is not this tale. Our fourth leader was elected after a surge of degenerate WoW refugees. 
Oh no. Arrived in our company and we felt a new leader who understood their ways. Jesus Christ, we're not like from a different world. We need somebody who could communicate with these cave people that have arrived in our game. Oh, oh, damage meter. Oh, oh, logs. Oh, 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 oh. Zug, zug, DPS. Zug, zug. <clears throat> that's not that's not quite how it works, right? <clears throat> we felt a new leader who understood their ways would be beneficial if any drama or issues arose with this new group. So that they'd have a proper representative of their group dynamic. <laughs> the major detail there is to know that I am the leader in name only. And I must also defer to my three co-leaders to resolve any drama. With major decisions of the free company requiring at least a three to one vote. Yeah, having four leaders is not good. Hmm. Yeah, four, four leaders, not ideal. Even numbers tend to cause problems. But let me take you to the beginning of our tale. It begins in the beautiful, salty air of Limsa Liminsa, in the Etherite Plaza to be exact, where I and one of my closest co-leaders, Fat Kid, hung out on our beautiful Makote characters, looking to pass time by, to pass time by, as it was the end of Shadowbringers, and we had run out of content to do. Before moving forward in this tale, it may be important to note that I am actually a girl playing a girl, and have been sometimes dubbed an e-girl for having confidence and being open about my sexuality. What does that mean, e-girl? I assume, is that suggesting that you're gay and revealing that makes you an e-girl? It's only gay for fucking mounts. Telling you, lads. I'm telling you. She's teasing us with this lesbianism for mounts. Shocking. Shocking. <clears throat> On this day in Limsa, I remember reading the word sister, question mark, in slash say. I didn't think much of it and continued my sweep up casual RP with some of the other girls laying on the floor. That's a crawler. <laughs> You're sweeping up the girls lay on the floor. Okay. Until the topic of music was mentioned in slash say. Someone was looking for music recommendations, and I quickly chimed in with a few of the songs I was into at the time. The person who was speaking to me was a male Makote, with the same hair, eye, and skin color as my female Makote. Ah, that's the sister thing. We continued to chat about music, commented on how our characters could be siblings, and friended each other in-game, and on Discord. After that day, we didn't talk again for a very long time. But eventually, me and this Makote, Brooksy, would become as close as siblings. Or so I thought. A month or so went by when I got a DM on Discord from Brooksy. Asking if he could join my free company Discord. That he was looking for new friends to hang out with as his free company had come inactive. And he didn't want to move just yet. I thought it was a little weird, but my free company Discord has never been closed to others. We have an entire role, which is half of the Discord members, designated as friends. Worst case scenario, I thought, is that I'd have to kick him if he did anything strange. And so my first mistake happened. I generated the link from our heavily gated NSFW tab 
Oof, indeed. <laughs> Oof. It's not members of the FC, is it? You're not all sending each other nudes, right? It's it's stupid gifts and videos, right? I can't imagine an, a, like a... Oh no, where? <laughs> 100% they are. Uh, I assume that does happen. But I don't like... I don't need to see like Fingal jerking off like before the raid or Clog or Ross or whatever, right? I don't need to see that. I'm going to look at it. But I don't need to see it. But I will look. Curiosity. Gonna happen. Now, this tab... <clears throat> this tab is not visible. Unless a moderator manually gives a member permission. Because I take NSFW content, content very seriously. And I try to make sure those who shouldn't or don't want to see it never will. I quickly apologized and asked Brooksy to make sure he was not a minor and that he was okay with the fact that he joined being able to see that tab from the get-go. It's fine, he said. It's fine. I'm 18. Yeah. Not older than 18. Just 18. Now, legally speaking, that was fine, but my FC, aside from one or two members, were all in our mid-20s to early 30s. Myself at the time being 26. And I remember what being 18 was like. Wanting everyone to see you as a mature adult. Not knowing that older people will easily take advantage of that eagerness. And so I kept his age very much in mind in all our interactions. To me, he was a kid. A boy. And I made sure to keep our relationship appropriate under that knowledge. Despite the age difference though, Brooksy was a lot of fun to hang out with. He was very, very into the lore of 14. A great teacher and leader of extreme trials and savage raids. A proper gamer zoomer. We had similar taste in music and NPCs, and eventually we even headcanoned our two characters as being siblings. And we wrote lore around their family. But not everything was smooth sailing, of course. Brooksy was having issues in his old FC and had recently gone through an IRL breakup, detailing to me how he had blown up and raged at his free company leader and said some nasty, nasty things about his ex-girlfriend that actually ended up with him getting suspended from the game for a while. Now, I've been a teenager before, and I knew teenage boys to not be the best at thinking about their words and actions, and mostly chalked it up to his immaturity, especially since Brooksy would admit his actions were wrong. Still, I'm not stupid, and I did notice the red flag. Thankfully, guys, don't we all grow out of it by our 20s? When we're all mature, right? And we don't uh, unreasonably react to things. Good job, fellas. <laughs> Good job, fellas. <laughs> With Endwalker looming ever closer, though. And eventually, we got our band of WoW refugees, the most notable to this story, Kenethal and her boyfriend of 10 years. Kenethal's boyfriend fit in with the rest of our group like a glove. But when Kenethal had always stayed muted, I assumed she was shy. I'm always ecstatic when more girls join our FC, but she never seemed to want to hang out or talk with me, so I never pressed her on it. Eventually, though, Brooksy ended up joining our FC, as you can probably imagine. I was informed by one of my longtime members, Calendor, over Discord. He has asked to join us after something had happened after his, in his old FC. I just responded, oh no. And expressed to Calendor that this worries me. 
to my surprise, everything was fine. Everyone seemed to get along, and we excitedly awaited 6.0 with glee in our growing FC. Now, of course, hindsight gives you 2020 vision, my friends. And although I've been married for five years and well experienced with relationships and friendships, I've been told I can be extremely dense. Can't we all? Can't we all? Oh, is this guy like, <laughs> this guy's hitting on you like hardcore and you're just like, huh? Sure. Brooksy was always attached to my hip, asking me as soon as I woke up in the morning if I'd be up for VC. Talking to me about theories for Endwalker, crafting stories and lore around our siblings' original characters, even facilitating and funding the purchase of a larger house for our growing FC. I, being a 26-year-old married woman, viewed this young man as legitimately my younger brother and assumed he viewed me in a similar vein. But I started to notice aggression coming from him towards the men in my Discord particularly my male cold leaders and Kenneth Al's boyfriend, whom I'd also gotten closer to since he joined RFC. Brooksy would constantly tell me how much he fucking hated Fat Kid, who was my eternal bonding partner, and I was very, very close with Fat Kid. Simply for Fat Kid being someone who said silly and outlandish things in response to mundane questions. Being so agitated with Fat Kid's blasé personality, he complained to a different one of our co-leaders about it and earned Fat Kid a talking to about his behavior, which had never been a problem until now. Brooksy eventually went on and reported Kenneth Al's boyfriend to our mod team over harassment towards another member. This other member and the boyfriend have been friends for years and the two of them were just having banter. Friendly, no problems. As he had risen it up the chain, we started to get screenshots. And after Kenneth Al's boyfriend provided screenshots showing Brooksy was actually the aggressor, I knew his presence in our free company was not to last. So finally, Endwalker arrives. After the delay, I was somehow capable of having my vacation days moved to line up with the new true launch of the expansion, and I was not going to waste a single second of it. I logged in at ridiculous hours of the morning. I picked up every quest and read the text so thoroughly like it was my new gospel. I used my trust to run dungeons so I wouldn't need to rely on the duty finder to pop. I needed to finish the story. I had to know what was going to happen before my vacation came to an end. But Brooksy was pissed off. He was pissed off that I wasn't waiting for him to catch up to where I was in the story. Brooksy, the jobless teenager, finished with schooling, couldn't bother to log in... <laughs> Wow, this is brutal. Brooksy, the jobless teenager, finished with schooling, couldn't be asked to log in early to beat the hour-long queues every day. Cursing and complaining that Square was the biggest piece of shit company for not having server stability that allowed him to play when he chose to. Passively, aggressively implying, I should be waiting for him to catch up in the MSQ so we can enjoy it together. This friend, who I had seen as a little brother, was treating me like I owed him. Owed him a spot next to me on the story. So I did what I thought was right. I ignored everything he said. 
I slept only maybe four hours a day and I finished Endwalker in three days. Lapping up all the side content and just basking in awe at everything. It was amazing. But for Brooksy, it was terrible. And for months, literal months, he wouldn't let go of how I barely slept just to race through the MSQ. Also making chides at me now for being a sweaty no-lifer. Eventually, of course, as all things do with new expansions, the dust began to settle around Endwalker. Post-expansion lulls hit and a lot of RFC went quiet as we awaited the next slice of cake of content. Often our Discord voice comms was just me, Brooksy, Kennethal, and Calendor. We'd do our dailies, hit up in-game events, try out old content, and just chilled out with each other and enjoyed being in an MMO. Kennethal and her boyfriend eventually broke up and Brooksy seemed to get rather close with her. Kenathal was 34 years old. Brooksy was just turning 19. I don't really care to judge, but it seemed like a bit of a thing that Brooksy liked, the slightly older ladies. He had told me that his ex was over 30 as well. Oh, Brooksy. He likes them seasoned girls. <laughs> That's what he likes. Our boy Brooksy enjoys a little bit of experience under the belt. Hell yeah, brother. <laughs> he seems to chase the older woman. Older women who were already in relationships in particular. I expressed concern since I had been in a grooming situation when I was still young and new to the internet, which ended in my abuser going to jail for 11 years. Well, that line came out of nowhere. Jesus fuck. I'm glad you're okay now. 11 years? Yeah, that sentence just came out of fucking nowhere. <clears throat> but Brooksy always took my concerns for insults and never listened to what I was saying. Eventually, in my boredom, I ended up, of course, once again, sat in Limsa Laminsa, touting my freshly fantasied bunny girl when I get a message in the pink from a bunny boy. You fantasied? So you're no longer siblings, like visually? Hmm. 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 But here comes the message in the pink from a bunny boy, Sorotoru. Asking if I would like to be in some G poses with him, since my character was so cute. His bunny boy was very attractive, and being the way I am, I agreed to G poses that had us doing what bunnies often do. You're married, you say? And you're getting some filthy photo shoots in FF. <laughs> married, you say? <laughs> we added each other on Discord and would talk every now and then when he brought up to me that Brooksy had messaged him asking to take similar G-poses with him. Me and Soratoru by no means had anything serious going on. Just thought that our buns being smushed together in random positions was appealing. I feel like I'm sucking on a lemon. 
smushy bunnies. <clears throat> but something about Brooksy asking to do the same with him. That rubbed me very wrong. At this point, Brooksy and I had an argument where he brought up his own genitals as a point in the argument. <laughs> I have a penis. <laughs> what do you mean? I need some context for this. He brought up his genitals as a point. <laughs> I have testicles. I know what I'm doing. <laughs> and I felt disgusted because he refused to agree to disagree and crossed the line mentioning his own private situations to me unprompted. Oh, is he saying he's thirsty? His balls need emptying? What's he trying to say? I don't know. I need to know context for this. Author, if you're listening, I need context for what this is. I was starting to feel a little uncomfortable with Brooksy and admittedly started to avoid him a little bit. STD? Oh, he could. Yeah, maybe. Could be an STD thing. Interesting. I don't know. I need some context. Calendar eventually also ended up showing interest in my bunny girl Fantasia and asked if I would be okay doing similar G-poses with him. It was weird for me. How attractive is your bunny girl? <laughs> your fictional bunny girl that anybody can make? Literally anybody <laughs> can make? <laughs> Very quickly and easily. <clears throat> it was a little weird for me. I've been friends with Kalmondor for a long time and being hard to see him in such a G-posy way due to that prior friendship. So to lighten the awkwardness of the proposition, I asked Kennethal if she would join me and Kalendor in the G-Pose. <laughs> I do not get the G-Pose community. To make things le less awkward, you turned it into a threesome. These are sexy pictures, right? I'm not on the wrong path here. These are sexy pictures. A safety friend in a threesome. <clears throat> Kennethal will just watch. Thanks, Isaac, for that picture. <laughs> so it's going to be me and you in a sexy pose, and she's going to sit over there and watch. That's the picture I want. <laughs> Somehow, my little my little menage a trois got back to Brooksy. Of course it did. Of course it did. Are you crazy? Absolutely it did. And boy, was he pissed. <laughs> he DM'd me, calling us all sorts of names, of accusing me, in his words, of being grossly horny. There's no such thing. There's no such thing as being, like, horrifically horny. Right? That's, uh, that's not a thing. Before trying to tell me he was jealous, because he found Kalendor cute and saw Kennethal in a romantic way. So I suggested to ease his tension... He should ask them to take G-poses with him. But I would not be inviting him to ours as I saw him as a little brother and it would be inappropriate for our characters to behave that way. That's the problem. That's what it is. This is awful. <laughs> this, this is awful. 
<laughs> what you guys get up to blows my mind, I swear to god. When Squeenix was making this game, they had no fucking idea. But you know what? He kept trying to push the boundaries. Suggesting they didn't have to be with each other. Oh, no touching. Okay, yeah, keep your hands away. He suggested they didn't have to be with each other. And even trying to get me to agree to an NSFW with our two characters and our favorite redhead cat boy after I'd already said a firm no. It's fine if we don't make contact. There's always a stray hand though, right? If you're in the heat of the moment, there's always a stray hand. I eventually had only one decision. <laughs> I cancelled the entire GPO session with Kalandor and Kenethal. Apologizing to Kalandor since it was his wish, but with him understanding. How many sessions do you guys have of this stuff? Any GPOs? No. Is this like a weekly thing? Do you come up with like new glams and shit to, to like prepare for the next week? Like some sort of storyline? Is it basically... I mean, G-Pose is just screenshot, but are you coming up with sort of like porn, porn storylines to go along with it or something? Twice a day. <laughs> daily. Daily. Thrice daily. Oh, Jesus Christ. Sounds like the start of a porn movie. Yeah, it's, it feels like it's like there's storylines and stuff to make it make sense. I mean, how many different variations of these pictures can you do? I don't know. Uh, eventually, I brought up Broxy's conduct in the mod chat. And the three... Oh, God. Is your NSFW chat just full of G-poses? Oh, that's much safer than what I thought it was. I would actually be disappointed if I was invited to an NSFW Discord and it was just full of, like, FF14 screenshots. I'd be like, oh. <laughs> that's worse? I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think so. The part, part of me would be like, oh. <laughs> disappointed. Eventually, I brought up Brooksy's conduct in the mod chat, and the three of the leaders sided with me about his behavior crossing a line, and he was issued a verbal warning for pursuing arguments even after the other party requested that he stop talking to them. After this, I completely stopped joining voice comms and began to lock myself in my personal home after placing myself on busy and running content on my own. In this time, Kalandor often came to visit me at my house, trying to keep me company and keeping me cheered up. We ended up finally taking the G-poses he was after. Fucking Kalandor! Home run! Home run! Came in with the shoulder to cry on, baby! Oh yeah! Came in with the shoulder to cry on! <laughs> I know how you feel. You know what might cheer you up? Some sexy G-poses. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <clears throat> We ended up finally taking the G-poses he was after and just generally growing closer and even getting eternally bonded. You got remarried? Another thing that upset Brooksy is I refused to give up my eternal bond with Fat Kid when Brooksy asked me so he could get the wedding ring glamour. That's why he wanted it, yeah. Having to settle instead for my alt character where I made us both dressed like clowns. <coughs> You can marry my alt, but you have to dress as a clown. Yes, you must dress as a clown. I don't want you to enjoy it. That's that's the last thing I want. I don't want you to enjoy it. 
After my and Kalandor's eternal bonding ceremony, Bruxy messaged me implying that me and Kalandor were getting awfully close. <laughs> you know, this wedding makes me think you two are getting really close. I don't know what it is. I don't know whether it's the sexy pictures or the wedding, but something's telling me you two are getting close. I can't put my finger on it, but I suspect something. I reminded him I was married IRL, and that me and Kalandor were simply having fun in a video game. I would be very, very uncomfortable if I found out my wife was doing this. Yeah, I would. I would not dig it. I'm not down. You're doing it though, am I? Am I taking sexy G poses? <laughs> am I? That's why you, yeah, I'm just saying for me, this is way too far. This is way too far. Time went by and Brooksy and I drifted. The very few times Brooksy ever did interact with me, it was passive aggressive and overwhelming, so I just didn't respond to him. But then the final nail in the coffin came, my friends, when Brooksy messaged me asking me to kick out Kenneth Arles' boyfriend, ex-boyfriend from our group, and I asked why. We weren't in the business of kicking others for no reason. And historically have only banned one ex-member from our FC for communicating inappropriately with minors. Jesus fucking Christ, this, this community is terrifying. Brooksy refused to provide any evidence or tangible proof, but claimed that Kenneth Al's ex was abusing her and practically keeping her hostage as he paid all her finances, including her FF14 subscription, and hadn't paid to send her home while he was in the hospital. To send her home while he was in the hospital. Is this an IRL thing then? Must be, right? I told Brooksy we would need Kenneth Al to message us and make the request as his second-hand accounts could not be used as proof of something as serious as abuse. Which set him off. Claiming that I was protecting an abuser and that all four of the leaders were sided with bias when making decisions about the FC members. Doling out justice in ways that benefited just us and never truly seeking the truth behind matters. Have you got any evidence? No. And if I dare say so, you never seek truth. Just one evidence. <laughs> one evidence. Why aren't you seeking truth? Well, I don't provide any evidence. <laughs> Logical and outrageous. <laughs> At this point, our FC history, we'd only had to settle five instances of drama. And three of those five in our archive involved him. He detailed how he was leaving and that I was horrible and unwilling to make amends with him when he never did anything wrong in our friendship ever. And how I was the leader and solely to blame for all that was wrong in our toxic free company. So I blocked him, kicked him from our discord and notified the three others of my actions to ensure I was within my rights to do so. The responses were lol, good riddance and yikes. <laughs> As is appropriate. I suppose even now, I'm at my ripe old age of 27. I can be rather dense. <laughs> Taking people at their face value over their emotions and thinking things can be talked out without resorting to yelling and fracturing relationships. I also see I may be a little too idealistic. I lost someone I generally had fun with and cared so much about at one point I considered him my little brother. Maybe I did do something wrong in trusting he wouldn't misconstrue our relationship. Hot tip, there aren't many guys out there who really want to be in a little brother role with a girl. They definitely exist, but I mean, 
chances are. You know what I mean? Oh, I really wish I could be uh, friends with a girl online so I could be a little brother. Isn't a line we often hear in the gym locker room? <laughs> if, I'm, if I'm being totally honest, during guy chat, that I can't say I've ever heard that sentence uttered in my entire life. Right? What I have heard is, are you fucking? No, she's like a little sister. We've heard that, but the first question is, are you fucking? And then the clarification comes after. No one seeks out the little brother role. Yeah. <clears throat> I honestly still think he's just somewhat immature and genuinely hope he'll grow up to see how he pushed and made things uncomfortable between us. But even now, as Kenneth Arl has moved in with him since he got his first part-time job, I don't think his habit of being a curl chaser has really taught him any life lessons. So he got with the girl anyway? You're just dropping this in towards the end that he got with the girl anyway? So why would he change? <laughs> why would he change? It totally worked out. And he got a girlfriend IRL. Nanny? That's what he says. But even now, as Kenneth Al has moved in with him since he got his first part-time job, I don't think his habit of being a curl chaser has really taught me life lessons. Thank you for reading my little dub story. Perhaps I'll share my first ever drama incident in the future. One which I am very much uh, not the good guy, but far from the only bad guy. Oh, we do like those. I hope you enjoyed my tale and cringed along with me as I recounted it. Have a great Friday, everyone. We did. We did. <laughs> we absolutely did. We went on that journey with you. And uh, I kind of feel like the curiosity is taking over. I need to know more about this G-Pose thing. Because apparently there's like unwritten rules. There's there's some sort of um, policy in place. I don't know. I don't want to step into it. I'm curious. I want to interview somebody about it. That's what I think what I want to do. I, as I have a lot of questions. A lot of questions. I feel like there's creativity going on. There's like stories... Uh, lines. Why isn't it recorded? With old, Why screenshots? I don't get that, me. It feels really antiquated. Why screenshots? Why not record it? If you're getting someone to get in a suggestive position with you, why wouldn't you just record that if that was your thing? Animation is hard. Hmm. Because it's fake, maybe? I mean, the screenshot's fake too, right? I guess it's about getting the perfect screenshot. And after some of the adventure plates I've seen, you can get some very suggestive uh, pictures. OBS is hard. I don't know, man. Animation is way harder. I don't know. I've, se I've seen some people come up with some interesting animations uh, off the cuff as well without much prompting. Okay. <clears throat> don't be a pussy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Greetings, preacher. My friend, the priest, and I are writing you today. Oh, is this written by two people? From the sunshine state of Florida, Team USA. We simultaneously wrote and edited this story together. I've been a long-time viewer after hearing your WoW SVU story. And this is my first drama. I'm a rep pally in WoW. My earliest memories of Warcraft began in late 2010. But I started in Warlords of Draenor. Ooh, the dark times. You've, uh, you've had one good expansion. Congrats. And I have many stories of being a noob. However, today I have a tale for you that happened over the span of just 11 days. This story will tell of my guildmaster, our main tank, a prop warrior called Tyon She, 
a holy priest and officer called Devis, they, a fury warrior called Wazin, a blood decay called Nanali, a she. These events took place in the early month of August 2022. Oh, this is from last month. My friend, the holy priest called Devis, had received a direct message from a random person wanting to join our guild and asking if our guild was LGBTQ friendly and if we needed a tank or healer for the raid. Devis said, of course, we're a very LGBTQ friendly guild, but our tank spots are full and our healer positions are always changing. But we do need DPS. So Nanalil joined and immediately started asking about running some lower Mythic Plus keys. No response. The ghost land and tumbleweeds. She wanted to join our heroic raid, which we have set an item level requirement of 272 and higher. She was 260, but still asked to join, despite knowing about that requirement. So Devis, being polite, let her know that no, you cannot join. Her response to this was, I would have higher gear if people actually responded to me trying to run keys. She posted this in the guild chat. <sighs> Any boosts going? Any boosts? Any boosters? So my guild bastard Tyon whispered her and the conversation in whispers is posted below. Oh god. Have I got a voice like this? <clears throat> okay. Hey. Sorry, it was AFK. I just read in Gchat. Uh, so yeah, we set an item level requirement for normal at 265 so that we can do progress. Sorry. Also, you're a blood death knight? Either blood or frost. Okay, cool. If you plan to raid with us, I tried to gear up your frost set so you'll be doing DPS in raids. Uh, 265 for normal. Sundays on uh, usually we do that. And 272 for heroic. Sorry you've had problems getting people to run with you. Could just be a timing thing, etc. If you see me on any of my tunes, feel free to send a whisper. I may not read guild chat always. I'm asking in both Gchat and Discord. And then people go and run their own keys without any comment on mine. Doesn't seem like a timing thing from my point of view. Uh, they might just be running higher keys. You want lower keys. It could be that. It's the second week. There are a lot of people trying to get certain dungeons done. Trying to get Keystone Master and stuff. Whatever. This is a screenshot, by the way. This is word for word what was said. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> Just buggy scrub. <laughs> so, Preach. This was just the first of many red flags in this tale. That same day, the Fury Warrior Wazin, Devis Nanali, and one of her friends and one of our shamans ran a Mythic 2 Iron Docks. Now, Nanali wasn't a very good tank. She was, in fact, shit. <laughs> she overpulled for how low her gear was and bitched about not being kept alive. So when they got past the first boss in Iron Docks, she, was being, and she started being overly sexual for someone they had just met. She then asked the group to bark for her to help her tank. Uh, no. Okay, I like that Varisk immediately started barking. <laughs> deal. <laughs> Varisk's like, deal. This made the atmosphere, as you can imagine, in the dungeon group very, very uncomfortable. They did time the Iron Docks plus two, 
followed it up with a plus five junkyard and they almost failed it due to over pulling again our priest typically times plus 20s and almost failed a plus five because of this yep if you've watched any of my pugging uh, series you will know that that is very common the second red flag was the wait no the second red flag was the barking to be clear this is red flag number three okay this is number three not not two the second red flag was that she thought she knew everything about everyone's class and spec combination, despite missing three seasons of content in which those things had changed drastically concerning classes in World of Warcraft. On the day the auction house was reset, conversation about bullying and selling on the auction house occurred between a few members during an LFR run that had some guildies in it. Wazin and the bitchy DK Nanalil... <coughs> She talked about the auction house as if she knew everything about buying and selling around the drastic change. This sparked an argument between Wazin and Nanalil due to her insufferable know-it-all nature. In short, the conversation ended with our guildmaster once again, Tyan, getting fed up and telling her to go and fuck herself. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Why is she still in the guild? I don't get it. A few days passed and the atmosphere up until the next raid night was mild. Keep in mind, Nanalil did a lot of shit-talking with Wazin. Nothing too outrageous occurred until that night. So, I log into World of Warcraft to get ready to raid, and I open the guild Discord. No one is in the raid voice chat. But I do see Devis, Wazin, and Nanalil in Devis's hangout voice chat. So I pop in. What's up, guys? And here we stand at the hallowed grind... The ha oh no <laughs> Jesus What's the one thing In a guild that you try Not to get involved in Especially In either NA or e EU Not ERP Way worse Way worse Worse than furries Fish bulbs got it Politics <sighs> Having raided with Israelis, Palestinians, Russians, who are all wonderful people, there's a conversation that we just don't do. <clears throat> hey, what's up, guys? And here we stand at the hallowed ground of the biggest of red flags. Politics. A week into being in the guild, and we're talking about politics. We will skip the details, it's not that important. Devis hopped out of the voice chat to get some dinner before the raid. And then Nanalil talked the maddest shit about the guild, saying that our guildmaster Tyon and co-GM were treating every member like shit. Misgendering the priest, who we had always called by his chosen pronouns, saying either we should usurp the guild or leave and make our own guild. <laughs> You've been there one week and you're taking over. And if Devis the priest would leave so that so many people would follow. As I heard these words, all that happened in my brain was, okay, we have a problem. We have a problem. Devis came back to the voice chat and Nanalil asked them to leave the guild. <laughs> I think you should leave the guild. I've been here a week now and I'm pretty sure it's time for you to leave. I already knew the answer to that. It's like, what the fuck are you talking about, No. Nalil then called Devis a pussy and followed it up with, I'm joking. <laughs> Holy shit. 
<laughs> Devis just left, pissed about being told to leave a guild full of friends by some ignorant arsehole who had been in the guild for a week. So, I got on- oh, we still got a raid. I got on to raid to do some fated heroic jailer. Fell in every hole I could fall in and left the raid to hide my embarrassment and help a guildie I recruited get some gear. The guild didn't kill the jailer, so they dropped it to normal and got the kill to get their slime cat mount. Naturally preach, when we clear a raid or accomplish something, we post a picture of our guild's boss kill, our mounts, and drop it in the Discord with a guild roll ping to celebrate. The guild leader put two pictures in our Discord. One with the kill, and one with the mounts. And Nanali complained that we were spamming <laughs> the Discord with our shitty pictures. <laughs> How do these people exist? <laughs> You're spamming two pictures. <laughs> she immediately deleted this comment. However, Davis saw it and called her out immediately. Saw your message. If that's how you feel, you can just mute the server or fucking leave. This was the last straw for us in those short 11 days. Nalil made a snarky reply and was kicked from the guild by Glorious Devis, and a Discord ban from our co-GM. Now! Five minutes later. Alright, so she's gone. She's been removed. We're good. She's gone. Five minutes later, I got a message from Nanalil. I just got kicked for nothing. They kicked me, you know, for saying thanks for the double ping. Who kicks someone for that? I couldn't be bothered to respond as I didn't have anything to say. So I just sat there thinking to myself, this girl is the biggest fucking Muppet I've ever met. How on earth are they going to sit there after simply being here a week and being the most unlikable, conceited, vexatious piece of shit and then pretend like they did do nothing? She sent several more messages telling me about how unfair it was (laughs) that she had been kicked for doing nothing. And I didn't respond a single time. Preacher and audience, that is my tale. I hope you enjoyed my little drama story. This is my very first guild. I've learned so much from them. I'm sure I'll have more drama in this lovely game we all play. I hope you and your chat will have a wonderful day. And watch out in case Nanalil tries to join your guild. Well, I think we're going to be safe, don't you? I think we're going to be fucking safe. I think we're going to be good. (laughs) 